This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. We may be a comic duo, but we take mental health very serious. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and is completely online. BetterHelp is a network with over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, answer a few questions, and BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash amp. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash amp. Well, we thought we would take turns talking about the reason why we even started this and the reason why we're here and maybe some people can relate and, yes. and understand that we're real people and um, we're going to have some guests on that talk about real life stuff, but we're going to do a lighter approach to it, which is nice um, because we're not very serious people. If you listen right. to our other podcast, we're a comic duo, um, but the whole point to this podcast and AMP is just to show people that they're not alone. I think there's a lot of things going on in this I agree. world. Yes. And there's a lot of backgrounds. Everyone has some kind of story. I would say most. I, I won't say everyone because some people had really great lives. I'm going to change um, the word story to trauma. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> we could do that. Because- just even saying, hey, check it out. So what, what we're going to talk about today is like a few of my traumas yeah, growing up. Yeah, yes. This is all about you today. So just be warned, this may upset you. Right, right. But because you might be life. able to relate, you might be able <laughs> yeah. to relate or you might say, oh, my gosh, you're we're not here to have you feel bad for us. Right. Or feel sad for us. Exactly. We were talking about a couple of days ago. We're like, we're going to cry, but it's yeah. because we're getting over it. And yes. we want everyone else to listen in and say, I am not alone. I'm these, not alone. Yeah. These are things that I probably have either never talked about yeah. out loud or have not talked about in a very long time. Yep. So. And you kept it deep inside. You just push it down. And then I'll be curious after all this and after a few days and maybe after you listen to the episode in a couple of weeks, if you'll feel re- release, release. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say refreshed, but definitely not refreshed, but yeah, maybe released. it might refresh kind of like a, it off, off your the chest. shoulders, yeah. off the chest. Yeah. Like, okay, it's out there. It's done. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Although I feel like you are someone that just moves on. I, so. I, you know what? Okay. So preference growing up, you, I had to move on. Yes. I yes. did. There was no time to dwell, you know? Yeah. Um, was so, it survival mode? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, you had suggested you had seven stories that made you who you are today, yeah. right? Yeah. So I said, okay, I'll do the same thing. I'll write down seven stories that I believe made me the person I am today. And the two major things I think that made me who I am today is loneliness Mm. was one of them. I was a very lonely kid, even though I was so much fun to be around. Mm -hmm. And I just like thrived to have friends, but our situation didn't make that very easy. Okay. And survival. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So those are the two things that like made me this amazing person I am today. Yeah. I am amazing. I want all of you to repeat after me. I I am am amazing. amazing. Mm-hmm. We're all amazing. Mm-hmm. Even if we've went through difficult times, if we're still going through difficult times, we're all amazing. Mm-hmm. So um, one of like my first 
memories as a kid was my mom was pretty much always a single mom. So she had boyfriends come and go. She had this one longtime boyfriend. I won't say his name, but he lived with us for a while, um, which actually at the end of this story will take me into another story. Um, so he was my, my dad. I'm doing air quotes okay. at the time. You I'm know. sorry, how old were you? I was probably between three and seven. Okay. Okay. Maybe right around mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure when they started dating. So he could have been around before that, but I, I'm not young age. sure. Yeah, young very age. young. Very okay. young. First male role model I really had in my life besides maybe like my uncle, you know? Okay. So he did not have children of his own and he was very impatient. Mm. So I think most people that listen to this could relate with trying to help kids with math homework, right? Oh gosh. (laughs) Johnny has five (laughs) apples, you know, and like you can't get it through their head. Okay. I, that was probably like my first memory of anxiety. Oh. Was trying to do these math problems with my mom's boyfriend and he would get so frustrated and so mad at me and we... Like back in the day, we had those big, thick pencils, yes, right? They yes. were like, I don't know, a quarter inch around. Okay. And that's what I would use to do my homework because, you know, I was in like kindergarten, whatever. I don't know, first grade. And he would bop me on the head with the pencil every time I would get the answer wrong. Oh, which, no. How is that helping? How is that helping? You know, like, how? Yeah. That's just giving me, making me cry, you know, yeah. like, now I really can't think, you know. Um, so plus side of that story is with my nephew, I would drive and put up my fingers. How much is five plus two? How much is this? plus? And he said to me later in life that that helped him so much with math. I never wanted anybody to go through that. That was like so rough. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, also around that same time I was a thumb sucker. Okay. And he did not like that. I was a thumb sucker. Oh. And so he took duct tape and taped my hands up, like put my thumbs in my fist, right? Make a fist around your thumb. And he taped it up and then told me, you know, now you can't suck your thumb. He would put hot sauce on my thumbs. I get it. He was trying to save my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Which, whatever, they're not there anyways. (laughs) Joke's on you. Joke's on you. I have no teeth anyways. (laughs) Um, but I remember also one time he made me suck my thumb and he took pictures of me and said, I'm going to send it to all your friends at school and show them that you're a thumb sucker. Mm. And I was devastated. I could still find those pictures. I have those pictures still. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, the third thing that this man did to me <laughs> was I told him, like, I wonder what it would be like to be clothes in the dryer. Right? Oh, God. He put me in the dryer and turned it on. Really? Yeah. And my mom was really mad because we didn't tell her about that for years. And when we told her about it, she was like, why didn't you tell me he did that to you? And I was like, I don't know. Probably because he watched him hit me on the head with a pencil and didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) This is me laughing because that's how I deal with my trauma, (laughs) by the way. Um, The next thing. Okay. So now my segue into my next story is I... My mom and dad have been divorced since, like, mm-hmm. I was a baby, right? You don't remember your dad, right? I mean, I've, being I've seen him. Oh, okay. You know, okay. we went and visited. But this is one thing, is we went to go visit my grandma on my dad's side. So my, my dad's mom. Okay. And his dad and him. Uh, my mom sent us up there for the summer. 
And when we came back, she had moved us out of the house with the guy she was dating that hit me on the head with the pencil. And when I tell you, like, we lived in a barn, mm. um, people nowadays build these really cool pole barns mm-hmm. and, like, turn them into these awesome open concept houses. That is not what I'm talking about at all. Okay. You're talking about a barn. <laughs> we, it was an old farmhouse and it had a milk house on it, right? So it had a little runway from the house to the barn. Literally, probably in the 40s and 50s, you would lead a cow in there milk it, it would be warm in there, and then, you know, bring in the next cow. Mm. So it was one bedroom, very small living room, kitchen area, bedroom, bathroom. Um, living there, like, it was, I, I've told my mom a lot, like, I never knew we were poor, mm. right? Sure, sure. And it's not because, sorry, mom, if you're listening, <laughs> It's not because she, like, did a good job of getting us what we needed, but we always had what we needed, but people would always be like, you're poor. My mom was a truck driver at the time. Yeah. She was probably making $20 an hour, which doesn't sound like much now, but back in, like, 1990, 1989, 1990, that was a really good wage, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, my mom is awesome. She drives a semi. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. We're fine. We had churches show up to the house, like literal nuns show up and try to bring us food. Oh. We had, which we suspected was our babysitter, dress up as Santa. Okay. And drop off gifts to us. I was just going to ask, how do you think they knew you were there? Well, yeah. um, I, I. From the babysitter, maybe mentioning it to other. Did I say babysitter? You did. I meant bus driver. Oh. (laughs) Edit that out. Okay. It was our bus driver would dress dress up as as Santa and drop off gifts to us. Um, I believe there was many people in the community that knew we were living there. I mean, you would drive by and be like, nobody lives there. That that can't be where somebody lives. You know, some nice people would reach out to maybe their church and say, let's help them without even knowing the situation. They just, okay. I remember my mom, like there's a knock at the door. My mom answers it and it's this nun like, oh, we brought you food. And my mom's like, we don't need food. Like we have plenty of food. Like, just because our house looks like shit. Yeah, like a <laughs> Like, it, you know, we're, my kids are fed, whatever. Like, yeah, don't worry sure, about it, sure. you know. And that really wasn't the best situation for us. Like I said, we came back from a summer of fun to like, oh, hey, by the way, we moved into this new house. Mm. And I think my mom took total advantage of the fact that we had horses. She could keep her horses there. It oh. was cheap rent, you know, this and that. We'll move on from that. Okay. That's my trauma for that, mm-hmm. um, which does take me to my single mom, right? Okay, yeah. So she was working all the time. She was a truck driver. She was working 14 hours a day back to loneliness, right? Yeah. So when we lived in that barn, my sister had a best friend who her family, like, took her in. Like, mm. no, you can come here. You can stay here with us. I don't care if it's a school night. You can spend the night here. I was alone mm. at that house. So... And I didn't have many friends. Nobody wanted to be friends with a girl that lived in the barn, you know. Mm. We had lice a couple times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My aunt found the lice, which. <sighs> um, so, yeah, having a single mom that just worked all the time. Um, she definitely had her issues, you know. She needed her time away. So, weekends, you know, we were kind of on our own a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, we would watch, like, my cousins and stuff, me and my sister. We'd kind of be at their house all weekend mm-hmm. while my mom and my 
aunt and uncle went out all weekend, you know. So it was definitely like a lonely time in my life. Where did the cousins live? Um, about were they close? No. They weren't. Okay. No. And not, you would go over there maybe for a night or for a day and then did, they would like, drop you back off? We'd go over there. My mom would take us over there like Friday night and we would watch the kids all weekend and then we'd go back home Sunday. And how old were the kids? Like, can you can you remember the ratio? Like, how old yeah. were you to how old the kids were? I was probably... Like, were you seven watching a three-year-old? Yes. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. It was young. Yeah. Because I don't remember the story. You may have told me before, yeah. but I don't remember. So I'm feeling it was young. Yeah, we were pretty young. Well, you know, it was different times. No, it was. Then. It was. We're not calling anybody <laughs> saying this happened. DCFS can't do anything about <laughs> it now, so we're not talking about that, okay? <laughs> but I'm just, I'm thinking that... This was putting kids together that were oh, yeah. Yeah. surviving we were, on their own in the young I, age. My one cousin, he was like a preemie baby. Like, he needed stuff that, you know, I guess they showed us how to do before sure. they went out for wow. the weekend, you wow. know. It was a lot. We, I give my sister a lot of credit because she was always the very, she was older than me, and she was always very mature. And, like, ask any of my relatives, they will say, like, she is the oldest soul, and she was very serious as a child. You know, I was just going to ask if you felt like you and your sister matured quickly yes. because of the responsibility. There was no you choice. Yeah. yeah, I remember, and I, I don't know if I had talked about this on the other podcast, but it was one weekend we were at my aunt and uncle's. We were there. We wake up the next morning, and I found pancake mix, and I was like, "Cool, I'm going to make pancakes." I mean, we're talking. I'm eight, nine years mm-hmm. old at this time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make pancakes or waffles or whatever I can make. And there was no syrup. And I lost my shit. Like, I was so pissed because, like, I got these hungry kids. There's, like, no food in the house, you know. It was just a very stressful time. But I, thinking back on it now, I realize how stressful it was. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize in that moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I kind of did because I flipped out. But it wasn't, you know, I... There was no use crying because there was nobody there to console you, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can understand that. I made pancakes last week and realized I didn't have syrup (laughs) and literally flipped out. And you had a meltdown. And I had a meltdown (laughs) and I'm in my 40s. So I can't imagine being a young child just trying to take care of these kids. You You just want to eat and have everything in the fridge. Right. Yeah. So um, that will segue me into one of the things that probably saved me Mm. was... It, it's my mom's sister, the, mm. my, my aunt. She was not one of the aunts that was leaving us home alone. But, you know, she would randomly take us school clothes shopping and, like, not just going to Kohl's, right? Like, she would take us to the mall. Oh, And fun. we'd get, like, Tommy Hilfiger was in oh, then. Shoot. And, you know, Doc Martens. Yes. And, like, she spent a pretty penny on us. And, like, you know, it was one, one way she could help out, help yeah. my mom out, first of all, right? Kids are expensive. And then help us out and, like, give us a little bit of something. Yeah. Knowing. I think she she was still young enough to understand, like, being in school and name brands mattering. Yeah. You know, you only shopped. That that blows my mind now, right? Because we were Kmart shoppers. We were champion. Mm-hmm. We got made fun of it. Now that's a huge brand. Right. It's it like came back around. $50 for a sweatshirt, $100 for a sweatshirt. Are you kidding me? Those yeah. things were 
$4.99 back in And the these city. are the kind of questions I ask myself. Like, why couldn't it be popular then? No. Like, why, why, well, did, we wouldn't why have been did you able have to, to... We wouldn't have been able to afford oh, okay. it anyways. Okay, right. You know, right. it wasn't popular because it was the Kmart brand. Right, right. Kmart doesn't even exist anymore. Now I'm really aging myself. Um, but yeah, definitely my aunt was my savior. She would take us for weekends. She, you know, I remember gardening with her shopping with her, you know, somebody in our extended family would get married and my mom would have to work. It'd be a Saturday. So she would take us, she would dress us, get us ready, take us to weddings and fun stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, she really like kept it alive. She was, she was always the person I looked up to. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be just like aunt Teresa. And I think hopefully I've filled her shoes pretty well. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, that's another thing is I never wanted to have kids, just like Aunt Teresa never had kids. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to help relieve some pressure from other people that have kids yeah, and hopefully help them raise their kids or buy things maybe they can't afford to buy their kids because I have none of my own. Yeah. Um, one of the things that probably hurt me a lot growing up was going back to that move when we went from the house we were living in, went up to grandma's for the summer and then came back and we were in a new house Mm. was we didn't get to pack any of our things. Right. Oh, so, and it was a very, we moved like the house we lived in used to be an antique shop. So it had these huge rooms, you know, we had a huge living room because that was like the main showroom. Mm. And then there was a small showroom over here. That was a bedroom. And then there was another bedroom. It was like half the length of the house. It was like a ranch. I'm sorry. This is the new house then after grandma's or this is grandma's. This is the original house that I got bonked on the head with pencils. Okay. 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 So we moved from a pretty large house. Okay. Into this barn. Okay. And we didn't get to pack our own things. Like I remember coming back and being like, where's all my toys? Oh. Where's my stuffed animals? Where's all this stuff? Mm. And either it never made it with us or it was like sitting in a in a barn stall somewhere. Okay. Like, you know, we never saw those things again. And I know that sounds like stupid as an adult. I don't think it does. When you're a kid and like you have your favorite stuffed animals mm-hmm. and then you don't have those all of a sudden anymore. Like, I think that really set me off for a lot of things. Sure, sure. It like and just being so young too, not it wasn't understanding fair. why it's all gone. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when we moved into that house, I was probably going into third grade, mm, fourth yeah, grade. Yeah, so young. I was pretty young, so that was a really like punch to the stomach. Do you when ever I was watch small children play with something? They really yes. have emotion to yes. those material things because yes. that's what they have. Right. You know, Barbies or stuffed animals yeah. or a blanket. I know both of mine had what they called binkies or yeah. you know, BBs, I guess. Yeah. Um, they were blankets. You know, they the kids put emotion to that right. stuff. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And not having those things suddenly like oh, ripped away from you. Yeah. Like that was. That's traumatic that for was a, a child. Lot. Yeah, for sure. I had to take a drink break after <laughs> that. Okay. Um, you know, my dad was never around. Like I said, him and my mom got divorced at a very young age. And I have never, ever, like, tried to use not having an, a dad as an excuse for anything that I did 
when I was younger. Yeah. Any time I got into trouble or anything, I wasn't going to go and be like, well, I don't even have a dad. That wasn't an option in our house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was never there. So I feel like we were kind of used to that. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. my mom did eventually remarry when I was about 14 or 15 years mm. old. So I did have a dad for a while. They've since divorced and, you know, we've all gone our separate ways. But um, a lot later in life, I found out that actually when I gave up social media during COVID, which if you listen to our other podcasts, you'll know, um, 2020, I gave up social media and my sister called me freaking out. Me and my sister have different dads. So my dad is not her real dad, but he was around when she was very young. So mm. he was kind of her dad, you know. Um, he moved on to, ha- uh, to have many families, you know, mm. he's your dad, my dad. Okay. Yeah. And I remember that summer we went up when my mom moved us, he said, I can't wait for you to meet my girlfriend and her kids. And we have another baby on the way. And that was exciting for me. You know, I, I didn't think like, oh, wow, he replaced us, you right. know, because he's kind of was never there. So I didn't, Again, you know, yeah. I didn't have those kind of thoughts. But um, during 2020, my sister called me kind of freaking out and come to find out he's a child molester. Oh, no. So he, that whole time, you know, because after that, we went up there a couple summers and hung out with him and his girlfriend and his other kids and our, well, my half sister. And I always thought it was kind of weird, you know, but it wasn't was it like an instinct. Yeah. Like nothing happened, but it was an nothing happened to that me. something was weird. So the thing is, is he never touched any of his, his kids. Sure. It was all the step okay. kids, okay. you know? So, um, and a lot of people doubted them. And if you're listening right now, I totally believe everything. I would never doubt you. I don't know any reason why somebody would make something up about that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my regrets is like, not reaching out to them when I found oh, out about sure, it. Sure, sure. But we're not, you know, like we're not really that close. We sure. didn't have contact. Um, there was only one sister that said no, that never happened, and that was my half sister. Mm-hmm. And of course, it never happened to you, you right? Know, because right. you're his blood. He didn't. He didn't do that to you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I said there was two things that made me who I am. It's survival and. Loneliness. Loneliness. Actually, there's three, and it's not having kids. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I don't have kids is I was terrified that I would treat my kids in a bad way. Mm-hmm. So I just took them out of the equation yeah. altogether. Yeah. Like, nope, we're not doing that. Yeah. I know many people without children have different reasons. Yeah. And that's another one. Yeah. Yeah. So the next time somebody says they don't want kids, don't question them. No. Because you have no clue why they don't want kids. Right. (laughs) I mean, there could be thousands, millions of reasons why someone doesn't want them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they could have been molested as a child and think, what if I did that to my children? Mm -hmm. They could have been severely abused and think, what if I did that to my children? And it's easy for somebody who doesn't abuse their children to say, no, you wouldn't. But it's like, you don't I feel know. like that shit's kind of genetic. Yeah. You know, you reciprocate what you were raised in mm-hmm. and it's very well could happen to turn out that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's, I think that's all my stories. Hmm. I mean, besides how much drugs and alcohol influenced me growing up, but I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people struggle with that and either you go that way or you don't, mm-hmm. you know, I, I 
am thankful every day that I never did like heroin or anything mm-hmm. like that because mm-hmm. I think I could have very easily gone down a wrong path in life. Yeah. And I enjoy having drinks here and there, you know. Um, smoking pot is legal in Illinois for mm-hmm. recreational use, and that's where we are. And maybe I may partake in that every once in a while. I would I say hope nobody from work listens. <laughs> well, I would say that's just a couple of weeks ago. You had a little bit of a stressful night, and you're yeah. like, "This is how stressful it yep. is." Um, I'm gonna smoking. take a couple of hits, yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna take my ass to bed. You yeah. know, yeah. So it's you know, I I I really feel that all of my stress growing up has turned me into this person I am, who is an amazing person. I am amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You are also amazing. Thank <laughs> you. Um, but it has really put into perspective how much I never want to hurt people. Yeah. So I have a question real quick. Because you've been through all this, do you find that you have this, like when you first start a relationship, let's say, like when we became friends yeah. how, 10 years ago, let's yeah. just say, I don't yeah. know how long it's been. Are you able to pick up immediate, like, let's say red flags no. or like, so, okay, like, do absolutely you, not. Are you someone that jumps head first 100% you know, because you want the friends and you want the companionship? Yes. And, okay. I have found in life that I have always tried to befriend very difficult people, right? Okay. They might Why not be. Why do you be, think that is? I don't know because mm-hmm. I want to change people's lives, I yeah, think. Yeah. Like, so you are now the healer. Yeah, I Because try. you've been yeah. through this. You are now the healer. And let yeah. me make you. Now, does it frustrate you? Yes. When they stay the same, <laughs> yes. do you feel like you end up getting hurt? Yes. Because you're trying to fix them or not. I, I wouldn't say th- fix them. Right. Like you want to be their friend. You want to be there for them. I want them to. So I consider myself a pretty naive person, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's funny because, okay. See, so and I don't feel that way. So I'm very interested in this. Really? I don't think you are at all. I've come to you when I feel I'm naive and I feel like you look at it on the outside yeah. and say, nope, 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 Well, yes. that's the great thing about having friends is we all have different perspectives That's on true, things, that's true. Right? So yeah. you may handle a situation and I might say, oh my God, I would never do it that way. I would do it this way. Sure. And that's the great thing about me and you is mm-hmm. we never say, I need this advice. Wait, I don't like your opinion. Oh yeah, don't never. Me- we would never say we that. We always take each other's advice yep. and like- Yes. Okay. Seeing it from different eyes. But like I said, I feel like I've always been a very naive person. So I think taking that, you know, that customer service, that was my Mm. goal. Take this grumpy customer and make them walk away with a smile. Yes. And that's my goal in life is I just want everybody around me happy. Mm -hmm. And if you're sad, I'm sad. Like I'm a total empath. empath. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I match energies. Like if you're being fucking bitch then so am I yeah you know like but if you're sad then I'm gonna cry with you you yeah. know so I don't know I just want everybody around me to just live their life make their own choices if you need help I'm here I can give you my advice take it with a grain of salt yeah. I'm not saying that's the only way you know but if you ask I'll I'll give and then just like I just want everybody to be happy yeah when you give someone advice. And then they make the same mistake and you give maybe the same advice or word it differently and they make the same mistake. How, how do you react to something like that? Does it, does it frustrate you? I, you know, do you have to cut them off for your own health? Sometimes. Do you continue to just give advice and watch them continue to make this path? You know, it's, I don't, you know, 
thinking about it. Like maybe a lot of people don't ask for my advice. Maybe they don't like the advice I I ask for it every them. day, but okay. <laughs> maybe I'm enough. <laughs> maybe, maybe they don't like the advice I've given them in the past. And I, you know, I would say maybe I don't try to give advice. I just try to say, well, this is how I felt when I did this sure. or it happened to me mm-hmm. or this is how I feel that, you know, maybe you make plans and then break them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not going to get frustrated with you because us besties, we know mm-hmm. shit comes up. You don't feel good, whatever. We never get offended like yeah. when we blow each other off. But we also make a point to be there 90% of the time. Yeah. Even if it's so, just a check-in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, we texting saying good morning. My mm-hmm. mom every single morning says good morning, you know? And if that's all I say to her for that whole day, at least we all know we're alive, yep. right? First yep. of all. And we know we love each other. And if we have something to say, we say it then. Mm-hmm. Or if, you know, we have an announcement or something pops into my head, that's when I get it out. And just like staying in contact. And I have friends too that they have been very good at keeping in touch with me. Mm. I've said it a million times. I'm not good at, it's funny. I took a picture and I was going to send it to you today for the AMP Facebook. And it it says something along the lines, like, you know, if you're friends with me, I overthink it. And Mm. I think I'm a burden on you. Mm -hmm. Therefore I will stop contacting you to make it easier on you. But then you're like, where'd you go? Where's my friend? Yeah. You know? And it's like, I think that way sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know? Even though I always try to come and be the life of the party and mm-hmm. like be fun, but I got my highs and I got my lows. And yeah. we've said it before, like I am high, high, or I am Very underneath low. the iceberg. Like yep. I can't even get out of bed. So mm-hmm. I think we all go through that. So I don't know. Yep. I agree. I always say I, I always want to be invited, even if I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Please just always invite me because you never know I might pop up. Yeah. I So... <laughs> Steve is a homebody. Yes. And he likes to stay home. And one time a friend said, Hey, you know, you're going to, you're going to come to this party. And he goes, I will definitely try to make it. <laughs> and that's his way of saying, I am not coming. That was my mom's probably, <laughs> or maybe. Yeah. I will maybe. definitely try we to make like, it. We were like, shit, we know maybe is no, you know? <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was one thing very frustrating growing up with a single parent is like, mm-hmm. I remember on TV shows, they'd be like, go ask your mom, go ask your dad. And I'm like, I never had that option. Oh, sure. If my mom said no, it was no. It was no. There was no one else to turn to. And you better not fucking ask her again. Yeah. You know, I had this one friend that would be like, well, just ask her again. I'm like, I'm not getting my ass beat. No. (laughs) You you go ask her. Maybe she'll smack you around a little bit and be like, I already said no, you know. And not that my mom would just haul off and smack us. But she'd be like, God dang it. I already said no. Don't ask me again. You just knew better. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the difference between kids back then and kids now. You just did what you were fucking told. Yeah. You yeah. didn't question it. It is you a little did different what you were now. Told, you I'm know? sure we'll get into this. Yeah. Let's get yeah. into that. So that's, that's what makes me me. Yeah. Yay. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. That yeah. is very detailed information about your life. Yeah. yeah. And how, how do you feel you're doing now? Fine. Yeah. You know, like you said, you have your highs and your lows. Yeah. I when don't. you have your lows, is it this kind of stuff that you reflect no. on? Mm-hmm. Or is it just of the day? I had to think a while about these stories. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Because. I had to kind of get yeah. back in back of the brain. If you talk to anybody in my family, I am the person who only remembers the highs. Sure. Right. Sure. It's, I, you know, I think a lot of us could relate to stuff that was traumatic. We block it out. We mm-hmm. push it down. Mm-hmm. We don't think about it. And so it took me, you know, it, it took me a few days of 
sitting there just drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes and like, what fucked you up? You mm-hmm. know? So. Mm-hmm. And how did you feel when you were bringing this back up? It was, it was a little much. It was it? Yeah. 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 yeah we talked about that. that it was it might hard. Be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want to remember those things. You right. Know? Right. But I have to remember how strong I am mm-hmm. because of those things, you yeah. know? I think, I think the biggest compliment someone can say is, wow, you've come a long way. Yeah. Right? For in sure. In growth. Yeah. In growth. Yeah. In positive growth. You've come a very long way. I like to think everybody in my family is proud of me. For sure. You know? They are. And, and so are your friends. Sometimes you don't feel proud of yourself. Yeah. Like, you feel yep. like, I could have done that better or differently, or I should have never said that, or I should have never done that. And it's like, it happened. Mm-hmm. All well. The only one sitting up late at night thinking about it is me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody yeah. else is Nobody thinking else. about it. <laughs> Can you give some advice to maybe someone that is listening that might be going through something right now? I, my thing is it, it will get better if yeah. you allow it to. Mm-hmm. You have to be the one to make it better. Mm-hmm. You have only you to count on. And if you want to live a better life than what you have now, it's up to you to make the changes that you need to make to make it better. Mm-hmm. Whether that be walking away from a situation. Yep. Right. Or, or maybe forgiving somebody for yeah, something. Yeah. Not for their sake, but for your own. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Just letting it go. Yeah. Have to be able to find it in the back of the mind like you did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like having to pull it up only when you want Just to. Just shove it down. In yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> and definitely seek therapy. Yes. You know, I mean, I, we laugh about that, but that's serious. If you I, cannot yeah. get through your day without, uh, you know, thinking about all this stuff, definitely seek out therapy. Yeah, I never have, but I think we all could use a little mm. bit for sure. Yeah, people might be relating. Yeah, but again, you're yeah. not alone. You're so. not alone. And some people had it way worse than me. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I think about how lucky I am that I was my father's child and he never did anything to me. Yeah. You know, we have a meme out there on Facebook that says, you know, well, it could have, you know, could have been a lot worse. And it said, well, it could have been a hell of a lot better, Becky. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes, it could have been worse, but it could have been better. We have to, you know, take the hand that was dealt to us in life. And a lot of people say, you know, if, if you're religious, God gives his strongest soldiers the biggest battles, you know, and I'm not very religious, but I do think there's some truth to that. Mm hmm. That we are, you know, we're put on this earth for a purpose and Mm -hmm. there's such small things you can do every day that could impact somebody's life like hugely. Mm -hmm. So just, I, that's, that's what I live by. Yeah. You know, just be a good person. Yep. Love that. Well, thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks everybody for listening. Hope I didn't make you cry. (laughs) No, I probably will later thinking about it. I know. (laughs) Oh, poor Cass. Oh, yeah, no, it's okay. Very good. I'm all right. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening to me rant and rave about my sometimes awful, sometimes awesome (laughs) childhood. (laughs) Thanks everybody. Bye.